0: They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand-clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the
1: orange sweater, and this is your wake-up And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with a limited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid and limited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
3: We have something of a breaking story. We're gathering the audio. 89-year-old U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley, the Republican from Iowa, just laid into Garcetti. Oh! Oh. This concerns, of course, Garcetti's nomination to be ambassador (laughs) to India. (laughs) It's apparently about an 11-minute clip we got a hold of. We're going to have to try to maybe edit it a bit, but... uh, Chuck Grassley's been in the Senate since 1981. He, he, he went on 11 minutes about uh, Garcetti? Yeah, well, he his office conducted their own investigation into the sex harassment story involving the former Garcetti aide, Rick Jacobs. And I think that has led him to very strongly oppose this nomination. And that's probably what we're going to hear. So stand by for that. It'll come up later this hour. But uh, we're hoping, because remember they thought... <laughs> They might be able to sneak the nomination through the Senate during this December kind of lame duck session. Grassley's not
0: going to let them. (laughs) He's making the case not to do
3: it. I don't know if this means there's activity on that front. I can't tell. I just got it forwarded by a listener, and it's, uh, you know, a Yeah, there
1: is a uh, two-minute and 45-second version on YouTube. No, wait. Now I got the 11-minute version here, I guess.
3: Yeah. Well, Eric's working on it, so we'll get a good piece to play. All right. Because the headline is he laces into Garcetti in strong opposition to his nomination.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's on It's on YouTube. If you type in that exact phrase, Chuck <laughs> Grack, Grassley laces into Eric Garcetti. It's like a C-SPAN thing, I think. All
3: right,
1: well, we're going to talk to Alex Stone, ABC
3: News, for KFI. We mentioned this briefly earlier in the show, and it might be a big breakthrough. Scientists at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory here in California have done research to create clean energy through fusion, Let's bring on Alex to talk more about the details of this and what it might mean.
1: Oh, I'm sure, uh, Alex, you'll be able to explain this. <laughs> Few great details yeah, for I us be peasants. Able, I should start
2: by saying I think I flunked science class in high school, right. so uh, take anything I say with a grain of science. Not a physics major, here. huh? Yeah, it, uh, you know, we're we're journalists, right? We don't uh, we don't do well in, in math we, and science. We're,
1: we're journalists. We don't know things. <laughs> so the
2: uh, more than just research, they've actually done it now. That uh, they have found a way to produce energy the, the way that the sun and stars do it. And this is something that scientists globally, but especially at uh, the, the Lawrence Livermore Labs, that they have been working on for a very long time. Going back to the 1950s, they've been trying to figure out how to do it. Uh, nuclear fusion, which has been elusive. And now, globally, scientists are looking and saying, wow, they, they have done this. This is a very big deal. Uh, energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm today says... One of the most impressive scientific feats of the 21st century. And uh, the way President Biden apparently put it today, uh, you fill in the the blanks on the letters. I do think he probably did say this is a BFD. Oh, (laughs) BFD. Yeah, um, I got it. So fusion happens when uh, when two atoms slam together, they're, they're, they're put together, they make one bigger atom, produces an incredible amount of energy, and that's what they have done, and make energy out of it. They had figured out how to do fusion before this, but they were putting in more energy than they were getting out. Now they have flipped that around, and they're getting out more energy than they're putting in, and boom, they're they're getting what they want. It's like nuclear energy, but without the dangerous waste coming out of it, nearly unlimited. You're not talking about... Solar power, where at nighttime you can't produce it. Wind power, where you don't have wind. Coal power, where you don't have coal, natural gas, all that. Talk to a uh, professor at UCLA at the Plasma Science and Technology Institute. This is what he studies. This is what he's been working on. Professor Troy Carter, uh, he said
4: this has been kind of a holy grail of energy for for many years. And this announcement is going to tell us about how for the first time in the lab, we've achieved net energy out of this type of reaction.
2: So what they believe is in about 10 years could become commercially available to power up communities as a way of making power with zero carbon output. No uh, smoke coming out. No gases coming out. Unlimited supplies, and any he added,
0: "You're not going to get a you know, Mr.
4: Fusion on your DeLorean anytime soon." But we're hopeful that this kind of this this result and the research and development that's going to happen subsequently could lead to fusion on the grid, perhaps next next decade.
1: Yeah,
2: I was surprised. He said, "Within 10 years, maybe." It seems really quick to go from this to building reactors and right, getting them up. because this this
1: was 200.
2: Gigantic lasers, right? Yeah, so 196, almost 200 uh, lasers that they used, shot them. The the, uh, the laser array was the size of a stadium. They shot it a couple of football fields in distance to a piece of metal, the fuel the size of a pencil eraser. They heated that up to 5 million degrees Fahrenheit, and then it, for one billionth of a second, they got the reaction that they wanted. Now they got to figure out how do they make it <laughs> well, more than a, one billion. of Do that of on a second. bigger scale. That's right? a good yeah. start. So on that one billionth of a second, they were able to uh, have enough energy to power the entire globe in that one billionth of a second. But they say now they've got to stretch
1: that well, out a little bit. Well, wait, wait a second. There was enough energy to power the globe out of that one billionth of a yeah, second? The entire globe out of that one billionth of a second. Is that and right? Where, where did the energy go then? I mean just, they had oof, something there yeah it was a tiny <laughs>
2: explosion and they were you know big in that in that uh, very split second wow. and then it was gone so they gotta now there's a lot of hurdles that they they need to overcome they've got to figure out the the laser system and uh in it, it, lasers that, that are going to be able to produce more for less and uh, length and all that the other thing though that they're looking at is they believe that this is a <laughs> huge boost to our national security in that that they will be able to develop weapons that would be nuclear, but not have the the harmful side effects um, of dropping a nuclear weapon. So you wouldn't oh, be great. killing the the public for many years to come. And uh, so we can just that,
1: kill people instantly. And there's a no more precise
2: nuclear no, weapon. No right? bad yeah, after well, effects. You huh? wouldn't have to do nuclear testing because yeah. it wouldn't be. You wouldn't have to figure out the the, the, the damage that would be done long term and all that. They would be able to do a lot of it in the lab. So, yeah, it would do damage in that moment, but mm. generations later wouldn't be dealing with it. Somebody tell Putin. So there seems to be no downsides to this. There's no dangers involved. Well, and that's the thing. So they're saying that if you had a reactor that went offline, that, you know, you wouldn't have Chernobyl going on, that, that it would just go offline. That, that When it shuts down with fusion, uh, it would just shut down. And, and this, is, th- this is how the sun creates energy? Yeah, this is the sun and stars, and uh, and they're replicating that.
3: All right, Alex, thank you very much. See, you did very well.
1: So <laughs> eight plus have been half right, but there you go. We're going to find who your physics teacher was. <laughs> All
3: right, that's uh, Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about the announcement today. Made by the National Ignition Facility. That's a division within Lawrence okay. Livermore Lab up in the Bay Area. And uh, ignition, by the way, means that you are able to get more energy out of the process than you put in. That's the word that they use for it and that's what they achieved recently. It's a big big milestone of what they call the road towards fusion energy.
1: Mm-hmm. You see now these geniuses right creating fusion energy, they're replicating the sun. What's, these are the real heroes. Yes yeah, Gavin Newsom is prattling about wind. <laughs> yeah um, he's, yes he's prattling about
3: prattling wind. about wind. Did you see they just had a big auction for offshore yeah, wind projects we, in California? Yeah, they netted hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, we sold wind to a bunch of... Did you of, see who uh, bought most of the, uh,
1: oop, whatever they're called, oop, license? Oop. They're
3: European outfits.
1: European companies are buying our wind.
3: They Well, they'll probably sell it
1: back to us as an energy source, yes. <laughs> oh, so they'll, they'll collect our wind and then... <laughs> Make a profit reselling it. Yeah, because uh, it's
3: probably a very expensive thing, and who knows how successful
1: well, it's going to be. I know a, what
3: happened with Europe. As you said, the winds, we're, we're not producing as much in the last no. couple of months. Oh, winters. so they're, they're
1: going to take our wind, huh? Are they going to Oh, no, it to I Europe? don't know.
3: I, no, I don't think so. I think because it's an auction oh. off off our shores. Okay. I don't think I think it's to be used. Sounds, to. sounds like a scam, but okay. All right, when we come back, we will play for you this brand-new audio. U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, a Republican who's on uh, – one of the important committees dealing with the nomination of Eric Garcetti to become the next ambassador to India. He had
1: put a hold on the nomination some time ago.
3: He did over this uh, sex harassment story, which has been bouncing around for years and has resulted in a lawsuit. And there were former employees of uh, Garcetti in the mayor's office saying that this former aide, Rick Jacobs, was unbelievable sexual harasser and that Garcetti probably knew about it or just ignored it and didn't do anything about it. Johnny Ken KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, uh, we just got word this afternoon that a powerful United States senator, Chuck Grassley of Iowa, who's been in that seat since 1981, the man is almost 90 years old.
1: Just got reelected.
3: He, uh, he did, huh? So he's yeah. going to go until at least 95. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Older than Biden. Uh, he vented about Eric Garcetti, blasted him. Now, the subject, of course, is Garcetti's proposed nomination to be the next ambassador to India. About a year and a half that's been out there. Biden first, Biden administration made the announcement in the summer of 2021. And uh, it has not moved through the Senate.
1: And it got stalled out because of the Rick Jacobs sexual scandal. That's Garcetti's aide, who was uh, groping, fondling and kissing on the mouth all these men and women that he'd uh, see in the office and on official events. There's a lawsuit from a LAPD cop who was Garcetti's driver. Everybody says Garcetti knew about what was going on. He was told it happened in front of him at times, and uh, Garcetti was worried that someday it was going to come back to bite him.
3: Yeah, and the key was uh, a woman who used to be Garcetti's uh, spokeswoman, Naomi Seligman. She went to a whistleblower organization, and they made this a big story because this is what they do. They got the attention of the U.S. Senate, and especially Chuck Grassley. Because Garcetti's nomination made it through a committee. All that was left was a vote on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Of course, at the time, 50-50, Kamala Harris being the tie, it was determined that the votes aren't there because a couple of Democrats were also hesitant to vote for Garcetti. Grassley then conducted his own investigation after the whistleblower report and uh, he, it came back and he said, basically, the results were Garcetti either knew about this or saw this or in any way condone this because he did not do anything about Jacob's behavior.
1: With Garcetti out of office as of yesterday and this lame duck session going on till the end of the year before the Republicans take over, a lot of people thought, well, now the Democrats are going to sneak this through. This would be the time.
3: And that's probably why we got this speech today from Chuck Grassley.
4: Here is a few minutes. With respect to Mayor Garcetti, several credible whistleblowers approached my office about concerning allegations that he was aware of and enabled his deputy chief of staff, Rick Jacobs, to sexually harass several employees within the mayor's office. These men and women allege that Rick Jacobs engaged in inappropriate physical conduct without their consent. They allege that Rick Jacobs made crude sexual remarks and gestures towards staff and others. They allege that he made blatantly racist remarks towards Asians and other minorities. These allegations have also been publicly reported in the Los Angeles Times. Text messages made public by the Los Angeles Times indicate that these incidents were common knowledge among the Garcetti staff. One picture that's been made public shows Jacob inappropriately touching an individual next to him. In the picture, Mayor Garcetti is standing on the other side of Mr. Jacobs for Mayor Garcetti to claim that he didn't know what was going on defies, defies reason. There's also a pending lawsuit by the Los Angeles police officer against the city of Los Angeles as a result of this type of disgraceful behavior. The kinds of behavior mentioned in the lawsuit includes Jacobs, subjecting the police officer to unwanted hugs, shoulder massages, and crude sexual language. In total, my office identified over 19 individuals who've either witnessed Jacob's behavior or were the victims of it. So, who are these brave and courageous individuals who made these allegations. Are they Republican operatives? No, they're his former communication director, senior staffers, junior staffers, businessmen, civic leaders, and a Los Angeles Police Department officer assigned to protect them. Despite attempts by Mayor Garcetti, and the Biden administration to frame complaints against him as a political hit job. Some of the individuals who've come forward and shed light on misconduct are from Mayor Garcetti's own staff. How hypocritical is it for this administration to encourage victims of sexual harassment to speak out? Yet when they do so, Against a powerful ally of Joe Biden, they're ignored. And they've been ignored in this matter, even after providing evidence of harassment, including photographs and text messages. That
3: photograph he's talking about, we talked about that one, John, that he's got his hand over the uh, genital area of a man standing next to him, Jacobs does, and Garcetti's in the picture. Yeah, smiling. They're smiling, and I don't know how whoever took the picture didn't make a sound like, oh, Rick, come on. And they all knew probably what he was doing. Oh,
1: you can see it if a guy puts his hand over your crotch. (laughs) Crotch, yes. Yes, I think that's the uh, technical, medical Uh, word for it.
3: Well, we have another two minutes of uh, Chuck Grassley. Let's hear what's in this half.
4: The report includes an interview with Jacobs in which he admits he used racist language, kissing, hugging and squeezing people's shoulders. Hmm. The report also identifies the individual in the lewd photo I mentioned earlier. The report says that the individual stated that Jacob's actions weren't funny and embarrassed that person. That makes it clear, it makes it clear non-consensual physical contact occurred. It's evidence that sexual harassment occurred. Oddly, The report makes no attempt, no attempt whatsoever to reconcile how it can conclude there was no sexual harassment after clearly describing sexual harassment throughout. These aren't acts of transparency. These are acts to sweep this whole thing under the rug. Although Mayor Garcetti may be indifferent to the allegations, and the actions of his deputy chief of staff, my colleagues and I have a duty to take such concerning allegations and take it very serious. Whether here in the United States or abroad, there's no place for sexual misconduct or racism. Mayor Garcetti had countless opportunities over the years to stand up for victims by removing his chief deputy chief of staff which he failed to do so. These fundamental failures by Mayor Garcetti, incompatible with the office that he seeks. Therefore, I can in good conscience vote for him. I strongly encourage my colleagues to review all this evidence found in my investigative report, as well as what's reported in the press. The facts and the evidence compel me to vote no and I hope my colleagues will join me in doing the same. I yield the floor.
3: So does that mean they're moving towards a vote? Do we know that? I, I've been I've been trying to find online. I know, because this if, is usually the warm-up for a vote. They make their speeches for and against, right? Yeah. Ah, I wonder if somehow they've decided that now's the time to try for the nomination. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that, because we don't know now it's... Uh, uh, until well, next month, it's, did, it's 50-50. It's going to be 51-49 Democrats usually you don't January. not
1: you don't put it up for a vote unless you absolutely know you've got it. Got it, Because right. nobody likes to lose publicly.
3: There was only a handful of Democrat holdouts. So uh, remember, there was, uh, right. I believe, a Hawaiian senator and somebody from Arizona, Kelly, yeah. Mark yeah. Kelly.
1: And I, I, I'm sure there were some who just didn't want to take the risk while they're running for office yeah while, there might
3: be some who are or not on the record but they're
1: against it While the, or while the midterms were up in the air they didn't want any bad uh, publicity surrounding uh, Democratic senators Yeah. No. yeah uh I don't know I can't uh, you know he, he did it on the uh Senate on the floor. Senate floor no
3: oh, like a c-span I, speech we got like I by. could
1: I just couldn't figure out if this was just a um speech out of nowhere or uh this is part of the official uh yeah, we'll see what we can process. find
3: out if they're trying to move the nomination through the Senate sometime this week because Chuck Grassley just made his speech opposing the nomination of Eric Garcetti as the next ambassador to India. More coming up. John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. We-
1: We just played portions of a uh, speech by Illinois Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa uh, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley, who laid into Garcetti on the Senate floor against his nomination to India over that uh, Rick Jacobs sex scandal. And I was uh, tooling around the Internet trying to see if there's any more to this story, if this story, if this nomination is actually going to be voted on soon. What motivated Grassley to to go out there? I can't find anything yet. I did find something, though, uh, typing Garcetti into uh, various search engines. There's an article, and maybe we should do this tomorrow because it's long, from five days ago in New York Magazine. They have a section entitled Curbed, and I guess it's about transportation issues. Uh, It's a long article about Eric Garcetti's broken sidewalks, how he made a big splash that he was going to fix all the sidewalks in L.A.? Yeah, he was going to be the back-to-basics mayor. That's what he said. Safe Sidewalks L.A. was the name of it. Five and a half years later, he only repaired 1% of L.A. <laughs> sidewalks.
3: <laughs> 1%. Remember they came up with that plan that they were going to make homeowners share yeah. the cost? The sidewalks yeah. are often broken because the tree roots just pop, pop out and rip the well. sidewalk
1: up. Yeah, well, that's a pretty comprehensive story on on, on that, too. But in 2015, the city attorney uh, agreed to pay out almost a billion and a half dollars for a class action disability access lawsuit because the broken sidewalks and crosswalks were so unsafe that disabled people couldn't move freely around the city. Billion and a half dollars. Because L.A. hadn't had a sidewalk program since the 1970s, so after that, Garcetti had had the big uh, media event, yeah. and it was going to be uh, all this uh, sidewalk reconstruction, and he only got to one percent.
2: Great, uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll
1: get into that in, in detail tomorrow. I mean, he is just—he is just one of the cl- oh oh. And in the, in the story, it points out that Garcetti, in in one 12-month period, was out of town for 112 days while he was testing uh, the waters for a presidential run. 112 days. He was out doing reconnaissance work to run for president.
3: Now, he's an awful liar, and uh, hopefully his nomination is doomed. But we'll stand by and see what we can find out. Now, the other oaf we talk about is uh, Governor Dippity-Doo. This is a bit puzzling, except if you're running for president. He did go to the border yesterday. He went down to Imperial County... Uh, he visited the U.S. side, and then he crossed over to the Mexican side of the border. He wanted to tell all the assembled media. Looks like the Times sent two reporters to cover his <laughs> visit.
1: Does <laughs> the Times ever send two reporters to cover the actual border invasion that's been going on in Texas? No, He they claims sent- that California spent nearly a billion dollars
3: working with nonprofits to provide immigrants released from federal detention with health screening temporary shelter and help connecting with sponsors over the last three years in a bunch of facilities down there in imperial san diego and riverside counties so part of it was to obviously make his appearance right. on a national topic but he also dinged the republicans and uh the federal government we have a part of the video that he released from his visit He's got
1: back from Mexicali, which is on the other side of the border, while we'll I had the opportunity to meet with the governor and meet with some international humanitarian leaders, as well as many migrants from Haiti, from Guatemala, uh, and from parts of Mexico that are waiting for their asylum processing right here at the border. So we're here now on the other side uh, in Calexico, and uh, here just to get an understanding, a deeper understanding of what the world looks like pre uh Title 42, and what it likely is going to look like in a few weeks post-Title 42.
3: His halting speech, pre-42 and post-42. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because that is the big story this week. Title 42, which was a health order imposed during the Trump administration dealing with COVID, and it gave uh, Border Patrol the ability to throw migrants right back over the border because of the health emergency, is going to expire. They're going to let it go. Uh, Days away, there's already been an impact. Stories are coming out about how Texas, El Paso, is being overrun with migrants. Some of the numbers, apparently, are just like off of the charts. Uh, The title of this story in the Daily Mail is at the end of Title 42. 2,460 migrants crossed over the weekend into El Paso. And with eight days until Title 42 ends, the numbers will grow even bigger. So this is people that are already anticipating the end of Title Forty Two, and then right. supposedly, and Title Forty Two ends, yeah. it'll be an even bigger mob.
1: Yeah, no, they're all they're all poised and ready to go. In, in the age of uh, social media, there are uh, many thousands and thousands of uh, wannabe immigrants that are all uh, ready to head to the United States, knowing that they're not going to be they're not going to be stopped this time.
3: And and Yeah, exactly. And uh, the anticipation is that these numbers will get really big. Newsom apparently took shots at Republicans because they're blocking comprehensive immigration reform. That's amnesty. That's all. Yeah, they're blocking amnesty.
1: So go ahead, take your shots. So what? In fact, all that he was bragging about there was about rewarding illegal aliens for their journey. If
3: you think Title 42 is going to lead to a crush at the border, just try an amnesty bill. Do you know what that's going to do to the rest of the world? They're all going to say, "If I can get into the United States, my day will come. I'll get amnesty." Yep. We've been through this problem before, since the Great Amnesty of 1986. What a debacle that was! And I don't remember all those attempts by John McCain. Yeah. Call it a banana if you want to. Remember that whole?
1: Oh, yeah, because amnesty got such a bad stink to it that he he said, "Well, I don't care what you call it. You can call it a banana." But that, all this stuff is about amnesty. I mean, they're working on some compromise bill now between the uh, soft-headed Republicans and some of the Democrats to create amnesty for the Dreamers. Everything's about amnesty, nothing about enforcement. And that's why there's never a deal, because there was supposed to be a deal in Reagan's time when he allowed that amnesty, and the other half of the deal was enforcement, and they never followed through on that. And so that's why nobody's ever trusted the issue ever again. Nobody's ever agreed because the enforcement never comes.
3: All right, we got more coming up. It's the Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM 640 Live Everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, a bit more chaos today at the Los Angeles City Council meeting. This is their last of the year, but the new members joined, and so did Kevin DeLeon, who eventually made his way to a back room so he could hide from all the protesters. We have some of the audio to play. They did approve Karen Bass's... Homeless emergency declaration. Oh, so the state of emergency
1: is in effect officially. It's now official. Oh, right. okay. Where's okay. the alarm? on! People have to know. It's a state of emergency. Get to your battle stations.
3: So now that it's been formally approved, I would expect tomorrow, John, when you go for your bagel run, mm-hmm. the homeless should be gone.
1: Right. Maybe because I... that's how it works. Yeah, maybe the crazy lady is screaming at her imaginary friend will uh, have dispersed. That was today's uh, encounter? What was today's encounter? Well, today's encounter was a uh, crazy lady banging on my uh, window, on my passenger window while I'm in the in and out line, and some crazy lady acting up in the bagel shop. For some, for some reason, I've run into a lot of uh, homeless women, older, gray hair, uh, and really downtrodden, and they're just yelling. They're yelling at everybody, yelling at real people, imaginary people, store clerks. You think they're on meth or fentanyl, or they're just? Uh... I, I think those are schizophrenics. Yeah,
3: because one because what, apparently schizophrenia it looked meth can sometimes cause symptoms that look like schizophrenia. But
1: it, it's... it could, except a couple of them were really old, or at least they looked like they had yeah, aged they, they'd be a aged lot from the streets. And, yeah. and there's one woman who is yelling uh, in, a, in an Eastern European accent in front of the grocery store, oh. and and the security guard. I looked at the security guard. I So "You hear her?" And he goes, oh, yeah, she does that every day. She does that every day. Okay. And that becomes acceptance. That's right. what worries me. And then right. two days in a row, there was another woman yelling at at no one visible, doing the Joe Biden routine uh, in front of uh, the bagel shop.
3: Yeah. These so, are your neighbors, so, uh, right? They, you have to right. accept this. They're part of the community.
1: They're Angelinos.
3: They are. That's right. That's what we mean by normalizing all of this. You have
1: to accept it. I, and that's what you got to fight. I just, I told you I was, I was looking for news on Eric Garcetti, and I looked at Eric Garcetti's Twitter, and he's updated it since he's no longer mayor. Yes. And the first word he uses to describe himself in his bio is Angelino, period.
3: <laughs> a proud Angelino. Angelino. I will also talk about that hotel story you mentioned. Uh, L.A. Times did a story on a downtown Los Angeles Hotel, which is designed to take in people for low-income
1: housing, but stands empty. We, it's a puzzler. We, we talked about that hotel a few years ago, remember? There yeah. Was a the, mysterious murder. The woman. They, I don't think it was a murder.
3: I thought it was a murder. The woman that was found dead floating in the tank on the top of the,
1: well, yes. that the hotel? Yeah, somebody killed her. No,
3: not a murder. What was No, it? no, 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 no. They believed that she was a delusional and just jumped in there and drowned. Oh. I don't think it was a murder. Well, maybe you're right. I could be wrong, but I don't think it was a murder. I the think it uh, was, uh, Cecil Hotel. I think it was a person that had severe mental problems. Yeah, yeah, Break yeah, with yeah, reality. You're and probably then... right.
1: I mean, I guess they thought it was a murder at first, and then... I think
3: they did, because it, it was some sort of a tank, or like a water tank on top of the... Because I was like... I remember the, the thing we kept saying, there's imagine running the water, and she was decaying in Oh, yes, tank. that's right. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, that's right. Not a pleasant thought. All right, we'll get into all this in the 5 o'clock hour. One other note on the migrants that we've been talking about. An unbelievable rush has already begun because Title 42 is about to expire. Uh, It's off the charts. The Heritage Foundation uh, did an investigation and have run a story called Who's Really Facilitating America's Border Crisis? Biden isn't acting alone. And this is a new player on the scene I hadn't thought of before. It's charitable organizations. Uh, among the big ones, Catholic charities and other non-government organizations are working in concert with the Biden administration to facilitate the worst border crisis in American history. The investigation was uh, they what they did. They examined the movement of 30,000 mobile devices in the United States to get an idea of what's going on. And the Heritage Foundation investigation reveals how tens of thousands of illegal aliens are making their way into the U.S. interior thanks to the aid and comfort of these organizations. Basically, what they do is they find out from the border people when sort of the detention facilities are full, and then they get in there, and they are maybe they act as sponsors, whatever. They, they take some of the migrants, and they take them to shelters to make sure they get into the United States. Catholic Charities is the most recognizable name Uh. but other organizations are represented as well. Overflow from Customs and Border Protection is being transferred to these organizations so that Border Patrol can avoid overcrowded facilities. These organizations apply for and receive taxpayer money to provide processing and transportation services and infrastructure to facilitate the migration of illegal aliens into the interior of the country. So they're kind of a middleman. Yeah, the Catholic
1: Church is, is big on it. On illegal immigration because uh, a lot of American Catholics left the church after all the
3: uh, police. Yes, they uh, want to build the church with the,
1: migration, right? All the, all the pre-sex scandals. And they also
3: believe that the world's poor have to be taken care of right.
1: by the rich. Oh, yeah. No, the, the basic political philosophy of the Catholic Church is global socialism. That, it, it uh, kind we kind of we, is, we right? got, Yeah, we got to help all the uh, poor people coming over, and then they're willing to uh, jump in. But and, I think and, you're right, because
3: a lot of these people are coming from countries that are traditionally Catholic.
1: Yeah. Central America, and South Mexico,
3: America. Yep. Right, right. South America, too. So this just represents uh, an increase to their to their fold. Uh, so they did this uh, using these uh, s- cell phone pings to figure out what was going on. It's kind of a complicated story, but uh, this is what they came up with. They, they were uh, tracing... Uh, these cell phones throughout the United States to see the movements of, of these uh, charities moving the migrants around. All right. Coming up next, another rowdy day at the L.A. City Council. It's their last meeting before. Well, for this year, I uh, will tell you what happened because uh, Deleon did show up. They did approve Karen Bass's homeless emergency declaration. John and Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app.
0: legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woo -er, a hand clapper, a high-fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's